Welcome to this morning's Fife Property Show. So it's 9.30, it's a wee bit past. <laughs> we're having a wee bit of issues with IT. Um, listen, we're going to talk about struggling to sell in Fife. You wouldn't think this is a common problem um, for people struggling to sell in Fife, especially in this type of market. And is, is it your price or is it something else? I mean, even if you don't think, even if you think your home will sell fast, I think the most important point here is the price you're going to achieve to it for it is more important than how fast it sells. This is all about end result for you because it's all about getting you the right price so you can so you can make better choices later on with the next house you have. So this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to give you the inside information. This is basically a masterclass in estate agency. So who we're going to bring on this morning? We've got Perry McIntosh, the estate agent. Good Hi, morning, Perry, how are you? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Thanks. Lovely morning. It's absolutely, it's absolutely brilliant. I keep, I was going to say fantastic as well, but I always, <laughs> I always try to say that there's one of these things for me that like, and you keep saying the same word all the time. Like I no. use awesome all the time. I use stunning all the time. You like stunning, yes. <laughs> yeah, I do like stunning. And I've started to, I'm starting to indoctrinate myself to amazing. So I feel myself replacing stunning with amazing. Ecstatics becoming my new favourite. Right, good. Okay. Um, and, uh, and as well, we've got Erin Ern on as well. So hi, Erin. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good to be here. How are you? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Just say a quick good morning to Julie. How are you this morning, Julie? Um, thanks for watching. And anybody else, we're open to questions, remember. Um, anything you want to ask about this subject. I mean, despite the strongest market in a decade, with property selling faster than ever, there's still homes in Fife that are not sold. Have you been in the market for some time? Well, you could be wondering why on earth you, you haven't got a buyer when demand is so high. With a backdrop of record-breaking prices uh, and selling speeds and low supply as well. It's far easier for an agent to make a sale than it is to fail. So why is your home not under offer? Well, we're going to discuss that. Whatever stage you're at, the good news is that however long you've been on the market, there's always a path to finding a buyer in this process. It's a simple matter of asking the right questions, then taking the right steps. What's your thoughts on this, Perry? As you take a cup of tea, I've just caught you. <laughs> Timing is everything, Jim. Um yeah, I think that's true. And I think that sometimes because the market is so buoyant just now and property is selling, I think there's an expectation from every seller that they're going to get that same result as quickly. Um, and you're right, sometimes it does, doesn't happen as quickly as that. But it doesn't mean to say the buyer's not out there. The buyer has just not hit their property yet yeah. um, and their circumstances. So what we say is, you know, we have all the tools to do the marketing, communicate the properties, get them out to the people that really want to be seeing it. And we continually do that with the registration process that we have in our multimedia platforms. But also it's about us ensuring as agents that we pair the right people to that property who are going to view are likely to then offer. And I think mm. that's really important. I mean, one of the things I always experience all the time is when people go, oh, well, my house will sell. And and, and, and every single time, and I said at the beginning of the year, oh, I know your house will sell. I think the most important question is how much is it going to sell for? Yeah. And how are we going to add that value in to give you more money than you thought before in order to make, let you make better choices later on? And I don't think anybody actually thinks about that. They always think about how quick it's going to sell, but they don't realise what the most important question is. How much am I going to get? Correct. I think at the moment as well, we're seeing a lot of closing dates on property, aren't we? 
So again, even, we're having this ourselves, Jim, aren't we? We've got situations where people, before we've even got the property to the market, are asking when are we set the closing date? And we're like, whoa, to use one of your quotes, let's slow down to speed up because we want yeah. to get the right thing. It's not about just automatic rushing the time. I mean, we're getting great fast results anyway, but we're still achieving what we need to achieve, which yeah. is the best. Sometimes, sometimes it's really about achieving the right result and actually slowing down and letting people take stock and, and yes. nurturing nurturing what we call the sales funnel all the people at the top and then get them into the middle and then get one person at the bottom who's going to pay that astronomical price for the property itself absolutely and i think there's an element of it as well and we, we had this example yesterday jim didn't we we were speaking about it there's this with all the multimedia platforms that we utilize and the ways that people can contact us you'll all have seen the bt issues we've been having so keep that in mind people for monday but um that aside we had we often get the question oh but i really wanted my property to be listed on friday before the weekend and there's this feeling that people feel that they've got to list it on friday because it's got to get on so people can see it on saturday because then by monday i'll have it sold <laughs> and or, it's, or, or or i'm going to miss all these people if i don't get them at the weekend well yes. no yeah, this is a, that's a very good point, and I'll, I'll I'll explain this clearly. Your property on before the weekend is an old archaic system. It was devised well before the internet appeared, um, and and that's what it was designed to do. And it's because at the weekend it was the only time that anybody could actually visit an office and look in a window and actually investigate um, anything with an estate agent. That's why a lot of people said it needs to be on before the weekend. But this mentality now that we still have this indoctrinated into our culture that we need to have it on before the weekend, you don't. You could put it on at any time, at any point in time. You could put it on on Christmas Day. The person that's ready to buy your house will get a ping with an email or a notification straight away, even on Christmas Day. And the most important point is, is your estate agent operating on Christmas Day? Well, I'm pleased yeah. to say I do. <laughs> As a team, we might need to negotiate that. <laughs> I know. Hey, listen, you guys always have your holidays, and that's fine with me. But I, the one thing I love about the Christmas and New Year period is because I get to see exactly what happens, and I get to do things that other estate agents cannot do, like sell a house on Christmas Day, on Boxing Day, on New Year's Day, and set an example of it's not anything to do with the time of year. It's the it's the motivation of the estate agent you're using, it will in order to sell your house. That's all it's down to now. As, and it's not just as you say the time of year. It, it's not whether it's Friday or whether it's Wednesday or whether it's Sunday either. Yeah, well, I mean the whole week's just merged into one big, you know, sort of just continuation now. This mm -hmm. this sort of nine to five Monday to Friday live for the weekend stuff culture is kind of starting to fade away. Um, because we're becoming more flexible in our practices and how we do things, and um, not just the stages, but society in general. If you look at that itself, oh, more so even over the last eighteen months, isn't it? Because of the home workings situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you probably experience it more, Karen, uh, Aaron, um, because because you you're a, you're a, you're in the youth culture. Let's be honest, you know. So you'll see all this this now. Um, and you'll see the trends happening. You'll not, you'll not be jaded, so to speak, by what's happened in the past because you didn't, you don't know what's happened in the past. So you can only see in the now and what's to come. Um, and that's probably one of the one of the biggest bonuses you have. Yeah, no, I came in with the this is how things are being done now, not how they should have been done a long time ago. So you see technology and the way we're marketing moving forward. I'm not really thinking backwards on how it used to be. I'm more thinking of how it is and how it will be. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Stephen Brown makes a really good point there. Great points. Multimedia marketing company to achieve the best outcome for your sellers. That's really what it comes down to. Thank you very much for your comment, Stephen. Um, really, I mean, that coming from Stephen's a wow thing because Stephen's a, a really good mentor um, for a lot of estate agents in the UK. Um, so what, we're going to talk about one of the subjects it's straight away. Uh, does your marketing pop? Um, this is one of the key things in getting it right in order to get you the right result at the end. And the vast majority of people will v- first encounter your home online. So when you think about this, um, the way it looks in photographs and it sounds on the description, you're crucial in generating these actual inquiries. Also, the way it appears in video as well is key to that as well. So does your agent actually include video at all? I mean, when when you look at your photographs, do they fill you with joy? And do they make you fall in love with the property again? Um, your photograph should actually capture all the best qualities by showing off the rooms and highlighting the architectural details and the original features sometimes in some of the properties, the quirkiness of the property itself and celebrating the finer points and the close-ups as well as the room shots. Um, often, this is, a, this is key for me, Perry, when I put a property together and the whole dynamics of it, I want the customer to fall in love with the house all over again. And almost go to the point that they actually don't want to sell it or they want to buy it themselves. And I usually and that, say, I'll tell <laughs> And that actually does happen. So I've had this feedback, and this is true, I've had this feedback a lot recently from just this week alone from two of our sellers, but multiple times past that. Um, and literally they've contacted us to say, yes, I'm happy with my photos and my video, etc. And they've said, actually, it's, it didn't even look like my house. You know, it, I want to buy it. And they've, yeah. they've actually said that. And for me, that's a massive tick because we've achieved it. And if, if they feel that about it, they've then got confidence, actually, that we can promote their property and get them the result that they want, yeah. um, which I think for their client is fantastic. Hmm. I, I mean, if they, I always look at it. If I love it, they love it. Um, everybody yeah. else is going to love it as well. And and they'll, they, <clears> even though it, maybe 20 years has passed since they moved in, they will, um, the people that, that what they originally saw in the property is actually coming across is what the new people will see in the property. Because Absolutely. Sell it. it's, it's mm-hmm. what they found in the property 20 years ago when they first moved in or 10 years ago or five mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. is what someone else will see it again now because it will be the next generation taking over that property. It's true. And that's one of the things that we do. Um, and actually, it was thanks to Stephen who's put the comment on here. But we do training sessions with Stephen. And one of the things that he said is a great question to be asking our sellers is, what made you fall in love with the home? Why did you buy it? Yeah. Tell us one thing about the property nobody else will know. And we investigate all that at the outset as well. And I think that allows us to capture the essence of that property in the best way and in the best light possible to, to promote it the best way that we can. Um, and I think as well, when we advertise the property, that description piece, yes, the photos are great. Yes, the, the videos are great. But that description caption as well is a thing that gets people at the beginning. Um, and I was recently speaking to someone who is looking to join our team and part of their investigations with finding out about us and the industry was one of the things they looked at was property descriptions. And they were saying that what they had seen is that our intros to our property description were different from every other agent that they'd seen. And yeah. that every other agent was kind of using very similar language, no matter what the property was, whereas I was, was very specific to that home. That's, cool. I think that's, that's quite important. a good point. Yep. I'm going to say a couple of good mornings. Good morning, Alicia. How are you? Uh, and good morning, James. Uh, thanks for watching. Um, okay, so let's talk about description then. You know, moving on to description, does it sound like it's written by a real fan of your home? 
um, and a true property expert, or does it just sound like the usual standard blurb? You know, the, the, the typical estate agency blurb. Um, I'm always one that generously proportioned. I'm never a fan of that phrase. All these all these cliched phrases from the past, uh, stages used all the time. Um, mm -hmm. I feel that actually the switch, the start to switch the public off. I think we should be more disruptive in our, our, our descriptions. And and I'm, what I mean by that is more emotive, motive driven. After all, people buy a house on emotion the, and lifestyle. They do not buy it for bricks and mortar. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And one of the opening statements that I really dislike is beautifully presented. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, what, what are you actually getting from that? I, th that doesn't paint a picture for me. Yeah. So the key is to actually have maybe beautifully, beautifully presented, but then talk about that and then go on to explain a bit more about what, what how that fits in with it. So not just an opening phrase as it is, but how this overall summary in the beginning actually fits together in order mm -hmm. to paint that picture for someone. Because remember, um, you know, you only pick up a certain amount of information in terms of re re retention up here um, when it's written in Word. Um, and you also pick up a bit of information as well from photographs. But the key one that you pick up a lot of information on is the spoken word and the actual, 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 actual visual as well. So if you combine spoken word, visual with descriptions and photographs, you've got a recipe for success. You've almost hit the sweet spot straight there and because you're you're combining all these different features and bringing it into one and, and that synergistic effect compounds overall and gets you that bang, that wow factor is going to, it's just going to, it's almost going to suck somebody right in the chops and go, you have to, you have to come and see me. You have to find out a bit more about me. You have to click yes. through and get more information. That's the key. Absolutely, it is. And I think as well, uh, we hear this from buyers all the time, especially in a market at the moment where there is high demand and low stock, that when they're actually going to properties, they're bidding maybe on multiple houses, multiple times, they're not succeeding in some cases. And actually one property starts to roll into another. So it's about making that one stand out. And as you say, Jim, that memorable thing about that house that they feel, it might not have been that we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, didn't it? It might be the first yeah. one they went to, but if they're now on number six, can they remember what the first one was like? And it's making sure that we capture that so that actually sometimes they will go back and get the first one rather than number six. But can they remember it? So it's making sure we get that impact point. Yeah, I mean, words matter, and well, you're, but you, I mean, you don't need to be a, a Shakespearean or a Stephen Fry in terms of descriptions. It should be compelling enough to call somebody to actually to view and showcases your home in every sort of way, um, to see the fuller potential and see the unseen qualities um, beyond the pictures itself. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, this is one. This is one for the audience to actually think about. Uh, can you see room for improvement when somebody does your descriptions or does your photographs or does your uh, videos? Um, if so, ask your agent if they're willing to take new photographs or amend the description to include wherever you, whatever you feel is missing or to upgrade the enthusiasm and the urgency of the property itself. So if you if you feel that it's not going right, now remember, as soon as you go in the market and you don't get a, an instant response, well, fair enough. You know, it could take four or six weeks to actually work out if this is actually working because there's a bit of traction to build up from there. It's no instant all the time. Um, so you've got to hit the right audience and you've got to make sure you get that traction and get it out there. And it takes four to six weeks. But after four to six weeks, you should be asking these questions. You, you, you should be saying to your agent, you know, can you see room for improvement? Um, is there anything I should be doing or you should be doing in order to get this in, into a new audience? Or, or is it the fact that it is just a, a matter of time? Um, another key thing that we talked about yesterday 
um, was it might be possible that the buyer for your property isn't in the market at this point in time because mm -hmm. your property is actually quite unique in its set of circumstances. It could be in the middle of nowhere. No, everybody's going to want to live in the middle of nowhere. Um, and some people would, you know, desert island me. <laughs> <laughs> I was asked that question. I was asked that question many years ago. This is me going back to psychometric testing. And they said, would you rather actually live in a desert island for the rest of your life or live in a party for the rest of your life? And I kind of thought at that time it was like Desert Island, but now it's like, oh, I quite fancy a party for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but then it, but it's a personality profile thing, apparently. There's no right or wrong answer to that. I'd be interested to hear everybody's comments and what they think. You know, what they think, would you rather live in a party for the rest of your life or live in a desert island for the rest of your life? I'd be interested to hear somebody actually commenting on that and making, making a choice. Um, guess it depends if Tom Cruise is on the island with me. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. There's various factors in there. You know, can I take someone with me? Um, party or desert island? I'm still at that age. I think it's a party for me. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to the next one. Is your price uh, too high or low? Um, I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world when you think about it uh, to, for your estate agent to call in a couple of months and say, you know it's coming, eh? Oh, um, we'll need to reduce the price. Um, sometimes that advice is true, but this this story isn't always so cut and dried. Um, it's it's down. It, it isn't only one way your price can go. There's plenty of other homes that will sell. I, I'll I'll be honest about that and say there's plenty of other homes that will sell with a second estate agent um, for more money than the actual original estate agent was asking for. Because we have done that. Um, and I scratch my head sometimes and try to because I'm very analytical and try to work that out how that was possible. Uh, and I can only put it down to the type, the systems that we're using. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think it's knowing your market, it's knowing how to pitch the property and what audience you've got. And because of our registration process and the connections we have, I think that helps us achieve that. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you do need to take a property and take it back a little bit to actually move it forward. Mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned, Jim, about the fact that your agent, you know, maybe you touch base with your agent after four weeks if things have not happened. To be honest, if your agent's working properly for you, you shouldn't need to do that because your agent should be coming to you with everything, your statistics yeah. and how things are working out and what the best approach is. And we did do that with a property recently, didn't we? And it was about managing an expectation. And actually we took a property back a little bit and it moved forward faster because we did that and actually got the original result that was anticipated and expected so our client was delighted with that yeah it's amazing it's amazing the psyche the human psyche how it works um and the fact that you know you could just do something as simple as that and it can make a fundamental difference in the result mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I, i'm always i'm always amazed at that um um okay so um let's talk about um underpricing so do you think that's the right strategy to take underpricing there's, there's some stages go out straight away they set the home report and immediately go we're going to put it under the home report value. What's your thoughts on that? See, for me, I, I, I'm not keen on that strategy. I think that actually you're you're on the back foot there from the outset. Um, and I think basically you're almost telling your seller that you don't believe that their property will achieve what it should achieve. Um, so for me, I'm not, I'm not a great fan of that. I think we need to go with the true value of a property and use the marketing strategies that work for us to achieve what we need to achieve. Because yeah. actually, when you take it back from what it's worth, you've then got the situation where potentially you are trying to promote an increased price. And you might be attracting the wrong market. You might be attracting the market actually that can't achieve the price that you actually truly want. So mm. you have to be care you have to be careful with that. That is true. You're inviting people uh, are essentially tire kickers or low ballers 
um, to come in and actually offer a lot less than what it is. And plus the fact in, in the initial stages, you don't know if somebody's out there is immediately prepared to pay more. Mm-hmm. And I always think to myself, actually underpricing from the home report value um, is going to potentially, you're, you're basically inviting people to actually offer round about that price. It's, it's yeah. exactly how you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's negative for our client. Um, yeah, and, I, and I don't, I, yeah, it's just not a strategy that I believe works. Okay, let's take a wee uh, comment from Alicia. Uh, Tucking the spoken word, being powerful, the video walkthrough with the tantalizers is great. Uh, when the presenter shows a glimpse of the features and says, I'm going to show you this in more detail later, it keeps you people watching to give it more time for the, the to engage a buyer. Um, that, you know, that's ultimately, that's why we do video. And that's why mm-hmm. I say, I'm going to talk about the price point at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hanging on to the end. <laughs> it does. Like, watch the space, isn't it? It's a bit like that. But actually, yeah. it's right. And whilst the video is a visual thing, the way that we do video is very different to other agents as well. And the fact that you and Jimmy are there and you're describing it and you're putting emotion into what you're seeing and using your fantastic words um that i think that really engages people as well because you know when I, i've watched videos with other property and you see and actually it zooms through the rooms and you're like whoa i, I didn't even see that what was that and actually it, it disengages me rather than engages me so i think that the way that we do it in regards to the spoken word around the visual mm-hmm. goes back to your earlier statement jim you're getting the written the spoken the visual it's like all your senses that are, are engaging with that particular property at that point yeah, I mean, uh, when you think about it, aside from the photography, the description, and the enthusiasm of the agent is really key here. I mean, how do they see it? Um, and before agreeing to a hefty price reduction, review every aspect of the market, and that's really the advice. Uh, even even go to the extent of asking a friend to inquire about your property. I've seen that happen, where 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 um, other agents have been caught out because they've asked me a mystery shop, um, and I do that. Um, let, they're all going to be watching now, I'll tell you, but I'm going to tell them. <laughs> um, all these inquiries I make with other agents is, is all a key. And I do I do buy a lot of property, and you know that anyway. But the key is that the more the, the information it does give me, it gives me how their systems work. Mm. It's invaluable information for me to understand the processes and understand where the weaknesses are in, in someone else's system. So I can mm-hmm. then then look at my system and think, is that something that I've got as well? So I can improve on that. So it's that sort of insight. Plus the fact is when people when people do that with us, it's like it's 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 gold. It, it's it's invaluable information in order mm-hmm. to improve what you're doing, in order to get the right results later on. It's 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 all about just continually improving every single day. I mean, that's what you're getting taught just now, Erin, isn't it? You know, it's this continuous improvement and consistency. Every day, every day, it's something new. And it's just about keeping that, like you said, consistency, make sure you're doing things because the last thing you want is the client to be put off you. You want to make that good first impression. And at the minute, it's really just building relationships, building good connections with people. That's what it's really important to have that, have sort of a little fan base as such, people that yeah. want to go to you. Yeah, perfect. Well, I mean, once listen, once once uh, you've taken everything else into account on this, um, does the evidence suggest uh, the price is actually too high that you've set it in the first place? Um, and then you've got to go back to the, the initial agent and say and, and think to them, did they actually overvalue your home to get the business in the first place? Mm-hmm. Now, I've put a wee proviso in here and actually said, it is still actually possible to overvalue a home, even though you've got a home report. Work that one out. And I'm not going to say that publicly how that's done, but other agents do do that. 
you may not feel that they deserve another chance. That's really what it comes down to. Perhaps it's time to use a company uh, that quoted a more realistic figure for the for your house in the first place, and that actually showed you the evidence to suggest that and the comparables of similar types of property sold in your area, and you mm -hmm. didn't just think about this big number that somebody had actually told you, and then mm -hmm. got, a, got a surveyor to agree to it. There you go, I've let the car out of the bag. <laughs> I think I think you, you make a valid point in regards to the approach of it and the comparables, etc. And I, I would say that that's one of the investigative points that we do really well. Um, we look at the history of things that have sold in the area, similar postcodes, similar type of property, um, get an idea of how the price point is sold. But also we look at property that we have sold as well to gain what we're selling them at versus what the market is at to give yeah. us that true idea of what a property is worth and I think that's really important that we do that to go mm. back to one of your earlier points as well Jim in regards to the agency piece and the right buyers going out and testing other agents as you know I've been looking at buying a property thankfully I've done that but in that process when I was doing it and because I've just been learning like Erin Erin and I are both in this journey of constant learning at the moment and one of the things as a team we spoke about didn't we a few I think it was actually two months or so ago was is our registration process just too long are we making it hard for ourselves are we on the phone too long with these people getting them registered and we've been analyzing that quite a lot haven't we but actually the answer to that emphatically is no we actually do the right thing we spend the right amount of time on it because when i was searching for property i wasn't getting pre-qualified mm -hmm. all i was being asked for was my email address and my phone number and i was thinking you don't really know if I can afford to buy the house that you're trying to sell right. to me. You don't know if that property suits me. You don't know if it ticks my boxes. You don't know what my wow factor point is. What is it that I need from a house? Those agents had no idea. And right. so actually, if they were sending me on a viewing, they're sending me to property actually that might not even suit me without me really knowing. Can I tell you why they do that? No, no, please share. They've got, they've got too much business on their hands because they're volume agents. They, they just churn them in and churn them out and hope for the best. And they don't right. actually focus on the, the key things because they don't have enough time to do it. So you see classic examples of when you ask for a home report, they just send you the home report, but they don't actually contact you for anything or actually talk to you about what your uh, circumstances are or actually nurture you to the next stage. And, and mm -hmm. actually to see if you can actually get you to that next stage of getting through the door of the property, they just send you the home report and never contact you ever again. That's what, that's um, my personal experience from other agents. Mine as well, to be honest with you. And so it goes yeah. back to the opening gambit of what the show is about. Why is your property not selling? Well, maybe it's because the right people are not coming to view it yeah, as well. It, it's, it's possible that the wrong people are getting put through the door. Um, mm -hmm. and it, and, and it, but it's also possible that the right people are getting put through the door, but the, the, you know, it's not on a volume basis. So it's quality rather than quantity. Um, so you can actually, I mean, you know yourself, I've got one classic example of the now, the circumstances of the of the seller are unique in this instance. And I've actually put a wee proviso in the notes to say, please look at the agent notes about what the circumstances are, because they're looking for a unique set of circumstances. We've had loads of people saying that they want to buy this property at this price point out of where everybody else said that will never sell for that, by the way. <laughs> and it's going to. Um, but... Um, the circumstances are probably one of the most important things as opposed to the price um, mm -hmm. because of the unique set of circumstances for the owners themselves. And, mm -hmm. and that's why that will might take a wee bit longer to sell. But there is this there is this straightforward impression uh, everybody gets. It's like, why is it no selling so quick? 
And it's like, but again, I come back to saying it's not necessarily all about the price. Sometimes it is the unique circumstances of Correct. the seller themselves for, mm -hmm. and to accommodate their wishes. So, you know, while other agents will shy away from that because it affects their KPIs, their key performance indicators, because it affects their time to sell, it affects their their uh, mojo in the marketplace because people see, oh, that's no selling, that's no selling. It's like, I'm not remotely interested in that. The only thing I care about is the circumstances and matching that of my seller. That's what I'm mm -hmm. That's what I'm there for. That's what I'm employed to do. I'm not employed to appease anybody else other than my seller and what they need me to do for them. That's mm -hmm. what it's all about for me. Everything else yes. is secondary to that. Okay, so let's talk about um, what does your agent actually say when you speak to them? Have an open conversation with your current agent. <clears throat> Explore every possible reason why your home hasn't sold. Um, getting clarity to help you will help you sow the beginnings and, and the new approach um, for a for a, a, a more concentrated story that might be holding things up. Um, as well as reviewing all the feedback, that's key and important as well from the viewers. It's also to, um, also to to be made aware of any subsequent comments. Now, this is actually quite this is quite an important point here. It's all the subsequent comments that come later on. It's not unusual for buyers actually to make further remarks about a previous property they've actually looked at when they actually come to see one of your next properties, because then they start doing a comparison in their mind about, you know, oh, well, that was like that one before, and I wasn't really keen on that, but now I'm beginning to think, this is almost like you go for shopping, and you start, and you look at the first thing, and then you go through 40 other things, and you come back and buy the first thing. Yeah, I absolutely. can't identify with that, by the way. <laughs> that, just, <laughs> that just gets me annoyed, <laughs> but some people out there identify with that. No, I, I get that, and, and we do see that, but I think, again, what, what we do very well is the fact of when we're gathering the feedback as well from viewers and understanding what it is about if they don't want to progress, why they're not progressing. And as a team, we do this, don't we? You know, we have a weekly meeting where we talk about every single property that we have, whether yes. it's on the market, coming to market or sold. And we, if there has been viewers and we could talk about the feedback, we try to see if there is trends in that feedback. You know, is it similar? things that, that are holding the sale up? Is there a, a set opinion? Um, is there something about the property that can be changed? Is there a little bit of work that's needed? And we've had the situation where we had a property where there was a damp issue, for instance. So that was feedback that was coming regularly. So what we did is we spoke to our seller and says, you know, your price point is right, but actually see if you spent whatever it was that they needed to spend to fix that and get a certificate to say it had been treated, then we may get the property sold. They did that at minimal cost to themselves. Mm -hmm. And we sold the property because yeah. we were able to, when we sent the home reports out, we were able to supply the certificate and actually that drove forward and then got the result because the theme was coming through in the feedback that it was a concern for people. So it was about how we managed that theme and the expectations of people to view it and also our seller. Mm. That's important as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's important as well, obviously, to ask your agent um, about the number of inquiries um, and uh, about your home and uh, about how they're are they actually converting to viewings. Uh, knowing people uh, don't want to view your home is, value, is as valuable as, as knowing the people that do want to, to view your home. I mean, that's key as well. Finally, does your agent have any insights and, and any thoughts on why your home hasn't sold? Um, their original advice might have actually changed from the very beginning. Um, and does the current advice reflect the similar circumstances of the homes that have been sold nearby? Um, I, I think if you feel misled in any way, uh, you, you really need to clear the air with, the air with your current agent and confirm that um, any of your suspicions are out of the way. 
Um, I think that's probably key as well. Yeah, I would agree. I think your agent also has to have consistency in their thoughts. If your agent suddenly, because they're challenged, is changing their opinion on something, are they just going with what you want to hear? Or are they? do they believe in your property and what they're trying to achieve with it? And I think I've that's really do that. key. <laughs> <laughs> I've had people do that. I've had people who blow with the wind, almost. Mm. And, and, you know, I am very analytical and I do pick a lot of things up and I do retain a lot of information and, and, and actually... And, and process it, and as you'll see, I'm I'm very analytical in this process. Um, but I've had people say to me certain things, and then then five minutes later, they'll say to me a completely different thing that contradicts with exactly what you just said just now. And it's almost like they just say it because they they feel I want to I, they want to appease me, and I want that's what I want to hear. And it's mm -hmm. like no, that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear what I need to do in order to resolve the situation. Um, and and I find that completely bizarre. But I do know there are people out there that will actually just happily tell you anything just to keep you quiet. Yeah, and I think that you risk losing um, your seller oh. having faith in you. and Well, faith and trust. And actually, are you the safe pair of hands that are going to take care of things from them? Yeah. You know, and, and that's very important to the seller. I mean, they're putting their biggest asset in our hands. And we need, we need to take care of that well. I always say it's the one thing that you can only give away yourself is your honesty and your integrity. Um, and, and once that's gone, it's gone. You'll never get it back because you've you've compromised it. And and that's the one thing I'll stick to all the time. Mm -hmm. um, you can you 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 are the one that will lose that. Um, okay, Erin, what's your final thoughts on this? What does your agent say? What's your feedback? I think I think it's more important to be truthful than to say the right thing to them. I think yeah. that you can't feed your client lies or tell them what they want to hear. I, I do think that being Sometimes it's maybe, you don't want to put it in a harsh manner, but I think they need to know, like Perry said, it is their biggest asset. They need to know what's happening and kept in the loop and not just told a fairy tale that they'll get the happy sale in the end and everything. Yeah. I think they need to be told what's going on and kept in the loop with, with mainly everything. And that's that's what we do. And that's why that's why we get what we do. And uh, in brutal honesty, some some people don't want that though. It's no. like that's not what I want to hear. I know, but <laughs> like, I, know I can tell you that's all we can tell you. Yeah, I do. I do deliver it like that sometimes. Uh, you know, I, but I do ask for permission first. So mm -hmm. it's a case that you know, I want to, I want to tell you something. Do you want me to sugarcoat it, and or or, or do you want to give it? Would you want me to give you it, to it straight? And it's like, no, nah, just give it to me straight. And it's like you know, it, it sometimes it is, it is the brutal honesty, it is the the the, the brass tacks and the truth about what happens. I, I, and I have talked about in successful shows before, and probably one of the classic examples is up in Kirkcaldy when I first started. Um, I had a property in there, and I walked in the door straight away, and they asked why the other agent couldn't sell it for the best part of, I think it was about a year and a half. It was one of the most popular areas in. Um, uh, uh, Kirkcaldy, and it was the catchment area for uh, one of the most prominent high schools that everybody wanted to get in. And so, it, it, they, all these houses up there were popular all the time. Um, but but they couldn't understand why it took it's a year and a half down the road, and they're still not got their house sold. Um, but I knew straight away as soon as I walked in the door, it stunk a dog. And it's like, and it's like one of these moments, you know, when you see Phil Spencer when he walks into somebody's house, and and it's that that one about the he goes in and he, and he's and it, it, why is it no selling? And Phil walks in and he goes, I know why it's no selling. And then he turns around to the stage and, and says, Why did you not tell them this? <laughs> and then they go, I was feared I would lose the listing. And it's like, oh my God, you've lost the listing now because the reality is you've we've now uncovered the truth. 
Um, mm. So I, I definitely, it just stunk a dog, the whole place. So I, I said, if you want brutal honesty, the reason it's no selling, I could have this sold in a matter of probably days, weeks or whatever. All you need to do is deep clean the whole place completely. She spent a whole weekend, gutted the whole house, took all the curtains down, washed every single one of them, painted the whole house, top to bottom over that weekend. Five days later, it was sold. It's amazing, for more isn't it? money, More money than they were asking for. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Mm-hmm. And yet all she had done was deep clean it and paint the whole place. That was it. She did nothing else. Didn't declutter or anything like that. There was nothing wrong with that. It was purely just the fact that it stunk of dogs because she had about three or four dogs. And yet how the other agent couldn't have the couldn't have the nerve to tell her that is beyond me. Maybe they just didn't say anything in the beginning and they felt that they kept it quiet all the time. And then they felt they came to a point where it was like, oh, I can't say it now because I should have said it in the beginning. Uh, and then they just had the truth. That was it, really. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes brutal honesty is the way to go. Um, it, it has to be like that because that's what people have employed me for. That's why they asked me my professional opinion. Why would I not give it if that's the case? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it gives them faith and confidence as well that, as I said, they're a safe pair of hands, aren't we? And we, and we get the job done. Yeah. So as your home set up to sell really that's another thing the experience uh, the experience buyers have when they come to view your home is a crucial factor in whether they actually make an offer or not so check if any presentation advice you had in the beginning was forgotten did you take notes the odd jobs the clutter to the styling is anything not that not quite right as to what you were told in the first place think back to when you first invited your agents out to your home although you only choose one perhaps advice from them and the others got lost in the commotion of getting your house actually on to market and for sale do you still have notes from their visits that's a key thing as well perhaps you'll find some valuable comments around optimizing the way your home is shown mm. Yeah, I think that is really important. And again, it goes back to the outset of how the home is presented, but also in the feedback that we get, because we have had that feedback from viewers as well. Actually, it was difficult to see the property. There was so much stuff in it. I I couldn't get a feeling for it because I couldn't Mm -hmm. see past all the clutter. Um, And it's important that we give that feedback. Um, We can do it more diplomatically than saying your house stinks the dog, perhaps. But um, (laughs) They just want a brutal honesty, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) There are are ways that we can kind of give that feedback. And I think it's important that your agent is gathering that information and being honest with you and open with you. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're asking us to manage. And decluttering can make a vast difference as well, if it's needed. Well, that's there's a classic. I mean, just the simple fact of maybe even moving an armchair to create that mm. clear line of sight to the bay window or the French doors it makes a massive difference. There's so many people that actually put all their furniture right in front of the bay windows or the French doors um, or the patio doors, and it, and it just doesn't give that impression that mm. the people can actually use that space for the right purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Erin, you've, you've been going out and doing descriptions and you, you see vast different arrays of how a property is set. What's your thoughts on it? I've Sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a weird one as such because you go in to do a description and the house is almost show home like. And then sometimes you take that person in to do a viewing and it's a show home like that they don't feel because it doesn't feel as homely, if you know what I mean. Everything's yeah. literally immaculate. Some people like a little 
not mess as such, but some people like to see that this is a living space, that this yeah. is real life. It's not because no one's going to have their home, like a show home all the time. That's just impossible. People need to live. I think sometimes having just that little bit of maybe if it's a kid's toy sitting somewhere, it just has a more homely feel to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alicia so I think- comes in and says it's hard for people to keep their house in showroom state all the time. It can be a bit of a letdown when you see them in the schedule and they turn up and it looks like a jumbo sale and not a home. Um, yeah, and we all realise that you, your your um, your property is actually to be lived in. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably that's probably a key point as well. But it is about making sure that people understand what it can be used for. If it looks mm-hmm. too sterile, it's 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 it could put a lot of people off. Spaces without purpose can leave viewers wondering how what how they can use them. So give mm-hmm. give any unused rooms a, a real clear role, even if it's just for show. Uh, maybe the classic example for me with an unused room is a home office, especially in today's sort of culture yeah. where home office is the most important thing uh, to anybody, uh, you know, because we, we've all been working from home. And people, there's a lot of people who still want to continue just working from home. Um, so it, it, it's it's probably key, and it's a, and it's a cheap option as well. To be honest, it's not that expensive because you don't need to go out and buy another bed. There's often times that people, a lot of people, say, "Well, I go and buy a sofa. Well, I go and buy a sofa bed or a bed." And I'm like, "Whoa, no, 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 no! Don't do anything like that. You've got a desk in one of the other rooms. Take that out and it'll declutter that room and put it into that room with, with a chair, and you've got a home office. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly, it's perfectly set out." Um, so- I think that's really valuable advice to give somebody because we get that a lot, Erin, don't we, when we're registering clients um, and we're asking them what's your minimum bedrooms that you're looking for in property to ensure that we are matching them with what they're looking for. Um, yeah. And many, many times they will say to us, actually, bedroom-wise, we'd like two, but ideally we would like three because we want a space for a home office. And that is coming up a great deal just now. And it is about maximising the layout of a property and, as you say, the usable space and what it's using that space for. Yeah, if anybody gets a chance, jump on our YouTube channel. There's lots of helpful guides in order to set out your property right, how to declutter, how to how to set it out right for the for the right viewers, and um, how to do uh, how to organise your house within within a short period of time, almost within a couple of hours, in order for your viewers to come round, so you can live in your house your day to day all the time, and then. Um, at, the, at the drop of a hat, it talks about all the key things in that guide itself mm. and how to do this in two hours and get your house ready for a, for a viewer within two hours easily. Um, so you don't need to constantly keep your house in a perfect state all the time. Um, that's a, that, So there's a lot of helpful guides on our YouTube channel. Look for the playlist on there, helpful guides. Go through it and you'll see the title for it. Mm. Um, any outstanding little jobs that never get done, finish them right now. Opinionated friends as well, relatives and neighbours, they can be a pain in the neck sometimes, but I tell you what, they can also offer priceless insight into a a fresh pair of eyes and how to see your house. Ask them what they think um, would help your home look better in photographs and on viewings. They might even have an idea uh, you'd never think of yourself. And that's a good one to actually come up with where you're your estate agent as well, to speak to them about what your friends are saying. I mean, some of your friends, you know, opinions are free and sometimes that's all they're worth um, to a degree. But but sometimes there's some golden nuggets in there that your, your friends and your, and your relatives and neighbours can actually see with your house that you don't see yourself. It is a classic example of your house thinks a dog. And it's like you've got nose blind. To coin a phrase from a, a, a famous advert, <laughs> you've got nose blind and you can't you can't smell it, and um, whereas your neighbour can easily smell it. So that's probably another one that I would say um, to help you on that process. 
Um, I think also, if you've, especially if you've lived in that property for many, many years, isn't it? It's always been your home, so you don't look at it through other people's eyes. Um, so I think it is important to get honest feedback in regards to how you set everything up and how you're going to get ready to promote your property and get the best outcome for yourself. And so, yeah, your agent should do that. But actually, it's a great point. Family and relatives are really great at doing it because, yeah, you don't always see what's in front of you, do you? Yeah. Um, so so what's the next step? Once you've built a complete picture of why your home isn't selling, uh, you'll have all the information you need to make a decision on moving forward. Uh, this is hard to say, though, but with something, because we're not trying to put people off here, and we're not trying to tell them to go anywhere else or come to us or whatever, but do you feel your current agent is actually doing that sterling job that you need? Um, 99 times out of 100, I think the answer to that is probably yes, because a lot of agents like ourselves will continue to stay in touch with our clients all the time to keep them involved in the loop, involved in the process, and keep them updated about what's going on. That's probably key in, in, in everything. It's someone that won't hide away, but will tell you the truth, even though uh, about what's going on, even though everything's quiet. That's mm -hmm. that because for me, that, that means everything. It's when somebody starts to hide, that's the problem. What's your thoughts on that, Perry? I would agree with that. I mean, we've had this discussion, haven't we, recently about certain properties, and it is important that we have that touch base thing. And I, there might be some instances actually where a property has gone quiet and we have got nothing really to feedback, but it is still important that we reach out to our client and have that discussion. How are you feeling? Where are we at? Are you concerned? Is there any other ideas that you want to share? You know, how do we progress things from your perspective? Are we achieving and meeting your expectations? satisfied it's really important that we understand that so that we can work with them to, to a drive forward and get the outcome we'll say that we're all expecting but also just to manage expectations um and actually you know as an agent you don't always have all the answers let's be honest and it's, it's important to do that and our seller just might have a little golden nugget that they can share that maybe we haven't thought about so you know if we don't ask the questions and i don't think we should ever be fearful of asking our, our sellers what do you feel? Where are you at? What's your thought process in getting that feeling and feedback and dealing with it? Mm -hmm. I mean, if they've been at your side all along, kept you informed, and given you useful advice and a firm plan for the weeks ahead, you might you might wish to stay with them. That's the reality. But alternatively, mm -hmm. you may feel disappointed and want a fresh approach in the whole process. Um, do you have a clear second choice from when you first when the first agents came round? That's another key one as well. I mean, what's your thoughts on this, Ian? I think you know, for a second choice. There's always there's always that extra option, but I think it's just being sure that you're with the right agent as well, and making mm -hmm. sure that someone's matching your needs. And if not, then I think it may be you know it's maybe time to think somewhere else because the last thing you want is you're getting yourself frustrated. And because selling your house, it's a big deal. It's not just something that can be done over overnight. Sometimes the sales overnight. We've seen that, but it's a it's a long winded process, and you've got to make sure you've got the right person, the right agent supporting you through that. Yep, I'll give you a top tip to put a rocket up your agent's backside, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Tell them you're speaking to another agent straight away. Uh, that's a classic. Um, oh, I've been speaking to so-and-so, and they were saying, as soon as you say that, you sometimes find that your, your, your current estate agent then starts to pull out all the stops because they realise that they might actually lose the listing. And then, then all of a sudden, your property has a new rejuvenation and you have a new set of buyers come through the door and it's like, wait a minute, what, how was that not happening before? And it's mm -hmm. because they become motivated because you're now motivating them to do something. Motive for action, motivation. That's really what it comes down to. 
Um, and 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 that's that is a classic. And I often tell people that when they come on to me and say my house is in the cell and it's on with so and so and all the rest of it, the first thing I say to them is go and tell them you've been speaking to me, and 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 then see what happens. And 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 it's true. Ninety-nine times out of hundred, all of a sudden they get a rejuvenation in their their whole marketing plan. Everything changes for them, and they come back to me and say my house is sold. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, well, why we? And I have had people say to me, why, why would you know I've taken the listing? And it's like I'm no interested in your listing to get your money. I'm interested in getting your house sold. Um, mm -hmm. If you've chosen someone else, and that's the path, and the and the the rigmarole it takes to actually try and move over to me is going to disrupt that. And I can get your current agent to to basically take action um, and get your house sold for what you want in your circumstances. That's my job done. That's, that's what I'm ultimately wanting to do for you. Absolutely. And actually, I, I've seen you do that, Jim. And I've actually also seen you when you've gone out to a seller and you've maybe even spoken to one of the potential buyers and it maybe doesn't tick the box, but you know of a property that's listed with another agent, you have mm -hmm. actually directed them to that other agent to potentially get them the house that you know fits for them. You know, we've, you've done that and I've, see, I've seen it. And I actually, it is about your reputation. It's about your respect in the marketplace, but it's also about, it's not all about the agent. It's about the property. Yeah, absolutely. You know how I look at it? I'll make money regardless. It'll make any difference to me. So my key objective here is to actually help you in your process and, and get what you want out of this. Um, whether I make money or not is irrelevant because I'll make money somewhere else anyway. Um that's that's the reality of me and and it is about reputation it does come back to you and it, and it will come back to you tenfold if you help somebody in that process that's not ultimately what i do it for i just enjoy doing it and i get i enjoy getting the result plus the fact is a wee notch and i think to myself you know i know i then i then begin to realize how other people's systems work and what motivates them to do something so therefore I then take some of the best things from that and I then indoctrinate into our system in order to improve it even more. And mm -hmm. that compounding effect of anything, everything put together gets a better result at the end. So it's everything I can learn from someone else and actually indoctrinate into mine and everything I can learn from someone else and actually probably take it out of mine if, it, if, if I know it doesn't work elsewhere mm -hmm. um, to get the best system in order to get the best result and the right result and get the get the, the, the result I want for my for my for my client. That's really what it comes down to. Um and um, so I think we're coming into the final stages of this. I mean now it's time to get back in touch. If you prefer to invite some new blood to see um what they have to say, two good starting points are looking for soul boards near your area and their home. Now it's not all about soul boards to agree. I do say that, but remember as well, uh, it doesn't matter how many soul boards you have, you could have the most soul boards in an area but the best agent could be the agent that actually concentrates solely on a smaller amount of people in order to get the result you're after because it's mm -hmm. it, their system's designed like ours to get the result at the end it's not designed to give you the cheapest fee in the market because that doesn't work um that's that's not going to get you an extortionate a, a good price i was going to say an extortionate price at the end but but getting the right price for your house i would say mm -hmm. um and checking the portals for listings of local agents um and people that are actually doing something in the area um, follow up a visit to their website, see how they present their properties, attention to detail around photography, the videos, the descriptions, um, and shows the appreciation and the talent for marketing. And, and, and it makes a solid foundation for deciding who to invite out to your home or who to speak to next. That's what it comes down to. Final words on this, guys. What's your thoughts on all this? 
Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think actually, you know, it's a mixture of that, but it also goes back to the point that you make about reputation as well. I think that that is ultimately what a client is also buying. Um, and we see that often, Erin and I, when we're taking potentially new property coming on and we say to them, you know, 80% of our business does come from referrals or people who have interacted with our business. You know, why have, why have you chosen us? Because that's an important thing for us to understand as well, because that's the start of the journey potentially. And yeah. often are people, and often they will say, it's because of what you do on social media. It's because we know your reputation in the area. You're selling in commercial property if it's a commercial property in that area. And so therefore that's what I have. And I think it's important to use the right agent. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a mixture of that, but I think it's also a mixture of how we start that journey and making sure that the expectation is set. If it's not broke, don't fix it. But sometimes we do need to look at our business and the foundations of what we do day to day work. But that little golden nugget that you might observe somewhere else, it's applying that to it, but not at the distortion of what you currently do well. It's about doing it to improve things, isn't it? Yeah. What's your thoughts, Erin? I think as well, yeah, it is about the reputation. You, being an estate agent, you're not just selling their house. You're supporting them through the whole system. You're talking to them on a daily basis. You know, you're getting to know that person on a personal level, level despite just selling their house. So I think it's about being getting the right, giving the right advice, being the right support, and making sure they're not feeling like they're doing this on their own. Making sure that you've always got their back because you are on your seller's side. Yeah, I think as as estate agents, our, our job is to get the sun, the moon, and the stars and the planets all to align at the same time in order to get that magic to happen. That's really for me what it comes down to, and that mm. is a combination of photographs, descriptions. Um, talk-ups, video walkthroughs, um, drone footage if it's needed, and and then finally campaigning on social media and actually pushing out to the right audiences and actually pushing it out through social media has a everybody. Some people are going, oh, but you're only on social media and that's where you know. But what they don't realise is social media has, has an ad platform as outside of social media as well. Through your adverts on social media, actually go into these platforms outside of social media, so you hit every single market going. When you use campaigns in order to do that, it's not just reserved to that platform, but that's where everybody tends to see the concentration. So we can hit every single target and get back in front of all the right people in order to get the right result. That's for me is key in marketing, and and the the the, the search engines, the like Google, like um, like Facebook, like Instagram, like YouTube. I mean, I'm, I kind of, man, I kind of, I'm amazed that fifteen thousand views on YouTube a month. It's like we never even had any intention of going into YouTube, really. But I thought I'll start it up. We'll see how we get on. And fifteen thousand uh, views later is is an astronomical amount of of people going into YouTube. And then Instagram's coming into play, and then we've got LinkedIn that comes into play for the professional network, and the people are looking for properties in that avenue as well. And then that all marries up because it's all tied back to your website to push out that traction. I'm getting geeky, sorry. <laughs> I'm digressing, I'm getting on a, way. this is brilliant. <laughs> I'm trying to round things up and I'm going on a completely different subject. This yeah. is what Gary Vaynerchuk talks about is an, an amazing thing about trends and about seeing it happen and watching where it's all going next and actually seeing where the wave is. And it's all about riding the wave. And and keeping that wave all the time. I, I always liken the, the state and the world is like you're sitting on your surfboard and you're just waiting for that wave to come along. And and we're on that wave. And, and you know, we're we're on that wave now and we're riding that wave. But how are you going to keep that wave going? And it's all about making sure you're using the right things and the right engines, the right systems in order to keep 
riding that wave all the time. And I mean for your clients and to get you in front and their properties in front of the right people. That's that's for me what it's all about. It's a combination of all these factors to get the right buyer, to get the right price, to get the price that will allow you to say, wow, that's that's exactly that's beyond my expectations. Mm. It, it is that that price that they can't refuse. That's what we're after. Absolutely. And it's about that remarketing as well. It's not just at launch point. It's about continually doing that through the process. Um, we have people who register us. So when we when we launch a property, we also mark it out to the people that have registered that match that profile. Yeah. But we have new people that register. So when those new people register, it's about constantly remarketing and resending those matches out. It's making sure that we are continually reviving the excitement and the euphoria around the property that we're selling. Perfect. And on that note, as you've said it, it's time to wrap up. Thanks very much for everybody watching, Julie, Alicia, um, Stephen, uh, and James. You know, thanks very much for watching. If anybody's got any more questions they want to ask later, please feel free to mention them in the comments, or you can just message us direct. More than happy to speak to you. Uh, and until yeah. next time, guys. Bye bye for next. Until next week. Bye bye for now. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. Embra Festival. Here we come. I know. I'm excited. <laughs>